0: You're listening to community radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 K-E-Y-K of Stage Beach, Missouri.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, April 21st, a man was killed and a woman seriously injured Wednesday, and in a series of collisions on Highway 5. Authorities say 31-year-old Kyle Washia was pulling out of a private drive on the Highway 5 when the vehicle was hit by a car. After the crash, authorities say Washia exited the vehicle and was standing in the northbound lane of Highway 5 when he and his vehicle were struck by another car. Washia was killed in the crash. Nicole Miller, a passenger in his vehicle, had serious injuries. Two people in the first vehicle had moderate injuries. One fire prevention tip you don't hear very often, replace the soil in your flower pots. Ozark Mountain Sanitation of Fairgrove learned about the fire dangers of old potting soil the hard way when a flower barrel setting in front of their office door started burning. The Fairgrove Fire Department came out, they found the soil had combusted, burning the wooden flower barrel it was in. Potting soil fires are often caused by the soil decomposing and releasing heat. Although potting soil fires are rare, it's a good reminder to throw out last year's dirt and also to never use a flower pot as an ashtray. Lake Ozark Mayor Dennis Newberry says the city is thrilled about two resolutions that could result in the construction of a casino at Lake of the Ozarks. Resolutions to put the question to Missouri voters have been moving through the State House and Senate. If voters approve the constitutional change, a group of local investors say they already have plans to put a casino on the Osage River. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
2: Schneider with your key radio, Lake TV sportscast for this Friday. TGIF. A lot of high school baseball today. In fact, today and tomorrow, Camdenton at the Lebanon Woodbat tournament. This uh, Lakers team really good this year. Ranked number three in the state in Class Five right now. Also today and tomorrow, the Versailles, California. Turf War tournament, so Versailles and California and Eldon and Osage will all be playing in that this weekend, weather permitting, of course. College baseball, Mizzou Tigers 23 and 13. They beat MSU on Tuesday. They've got a three game series starting today at home against Alabama. MSU Bears 19 and 16. Uh, they have won six of their last eight despite losing to Mizzou Tuesday. They've got a three game series on the road against Belmont starting today. College softball, Mizzou ladies are 26 and 20 after beating Kansas 4 3 Wednesday. They open a three game home series against North Texas today. MSU ladies are 24 and 16. They've won 16 of their last 17. They open a series at home against Belmont today. Major League Baseball, the Cardinals, they've struggled so far this season. They were off yesterday. They open a series in Seattle today. The Royals have been terrible so far this season. They were off yesterday as well. They'll open a series on the road against the Angels. Today, The Chiefs getting ready for the draft that will start next Thursday. Right now the Chiefs with 10 picks scheduled. They'll probably trade some of those away. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including Weekend at the Lake. That uh, lets you know what's going on around the lake this weekend. Be sure to check that out on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday.
0: A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV.
2: Winter, spring, summer, or fall, Lake TV's got it all, including five local talk shows to keep you informed and entertained. You can also see local high school football in the fall and basketball in the winter. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that too.
3: Key Radio keeps you in the know as we make improvements to better serve you. Because many of you listen online, we've re-engineered our website. You get there on the web at KeyRadio.live or through our iPhone and Android apps. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K. From the app, click the www globe symbol to see our full site. There you can listen to live radio, or call KB during the daily show, or see our schedule, and don't forget that beautiful donate button. Then there are menus. Click News Weather to get your daily dose of what's happening. You can also drill down in the Key Radio link to learn all about your favorite shows, make a donation, or sponsor a show. You can also read Bill's blog and follow the social media links and notice how we highlight our sponsors on each page. It's all at your fingertips, whether you have a laptop, tablet, or smartphone. It's all part of how Key Radio KEYK staff wants to serve you.
0: of the solution. Join the lake's only community radio station, 89.3, The Key. Here we go, off and running on a beautiful Friday morning, kind of that uh, that, that day that we've all been looking for, where it's comfortable in the morning, it's not going to get too crazy during the day, and if you've got any activities planned, well, you know, today's probably not a bad day to get those done, and it looks like maybe a decent weekend for us at the lake, too. So we'll see how it all plays out as we uh, take a look at the weather picture. As of right now, we are uh, sitting pretty. A beautiful spring day on tap for us here at the Lake of the Ozarks as we get ready to slide into the weekend. 49 degrees with plenty of sunshine in Osage Beach. We'll see a mix of clouds and sun. 68 the high, clear and 40 for the overnight low. Bounce back tomorrow with a partly cloudy sky, a high of only 53, and then get ready if you've uh, put anything outside in terms of plants or you're doing some... Planting or growing or whatever it is you got going on, if it's uh, outdoors, you may want to find a way to get it indoors because we'll hit a low tonight, I'm sorry, tomorrow night of 33, 53 the high tomorrow, hit a low of 33. That's right, we're not uh, done with the bouncing ball we call weather here at the Lake of the Ozarks. 61 on uh, Sunday with a mostly sunny sky and a low of 37. Uh, clouds and 65 on Monday. Showers. It looks like uh, about a fifty-fifty shot at showers Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday's with or Thursday rather, with highs in the upper fifties and low sixties. Then Friday of next week, a partly cloudy sky, a high of around 70. Just some Jim Dandy kind of weather for us uh, here at the Lake of the Ozarks. Looking forward to that and getting all of the. Uh, painting and remodeling and renovations and uh, everything going on indoors and outdoors around your house to get it all spruced up and ready for spring and summer at the lake. As I have come to find out, it is uh, something that a lot of people are doing, is getting their houses all prepped, cleaned up, and uh, ready to roll for family and friends that uh, will be visiting as is the case. Entertainment season. Hey, you live at the lake. Uh, That's right. Can yeah. I come down and see you? Sure. Hey, you know, it's been a while since we've uh, we've had the chance to get together. I understand, uh-huh. you, I understand it, you, that you live at the Lake of the Ozarks. Uh. Do you live on the water? Do you have a boat? Do you have a boat? Yeah, can we take know? the boat out this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, he is here with us, folks, the presiding commissioner of Camden County, Ike Skelton. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. It's great to see you. It's good to be here. Been and a couple weeks, I guess. A lot of things so, going on. <laughs> so here we are in the month of April, and you've been in office now, January very much about four months. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm just I just want to put that out there. How are you doing? You doing all right?
4: I am doing all right. It is a fascinating, uh, exhilarating, challenging um, job. I I do enjoy almost all of it. <laughs>
0: Now I have, you and I have known each other for a whole lot of years. As a matter of fact, I was talking to uh, Beth Ann from CSC uh, oh, Talk yeah, Radio sure. the other day, and uh, I didn't know that the two of you had the history that you had. Yeah,
4: well, I've been in this political game and fight for liberty and freedom for quite some time, and sure, yeah, yeah, I met her years ago when uh, the Tea Party movement started out, and and uh, we did a couple uh, radio things and a couple of things up at the Capitol, and and uh, she was really uh, helped us out when we were fighting abortion, and and uh, yeah, so yeah,
0: she's another champion that's been around. For for a long time doing the same thing. She's a phenomenal lady, and I'm yes. so glad to have the opportunity to uh, to talk with her uh, a couple of days ago, but she was talking about how uh, the two of you discussed Agenda 21, and that's kind of where you and I got on board absolutely, with Agenda 21, and she was talking about some of the uh, background as far as her radio career and things like that. She's an amazing woman, but we, we got talking a little bit about you. One of the things I don't think since I've known you, I've never seen you stressed out for any reason. I, I maybe you're just very good at handling it, or you just don't have a whole lot of stress in your life. You know how to deal with it. How is the stress level? Being the presiding commissioner of Camden County,
4: you know, some days it's pretty high, and uh, somebody told me the other uh, told me uh, actually yesterday uh, that uh, they thought I looked pretty tired after the the day before. Wow, it, it was it was a it was a it was a rough day. A lot of, you know, what happens really. This job is just a lot of uh... fires coming up that we have to put out uh... constituent issues um, and it's a lot of brain work i mean a lot of brain work I mean, we're not physically doing things right so you know, trying to figure out problems how to fix various things how to make the county run more efficiently how to satisfy people's concerns about various things and try to put it all together on a limited budget with a limited amount of people and resources and so forth so um, yeah and and some things you know you we're we're having a little situation right now with a developer, and uh, you know we've we tried to bend over backwards to work with that individual, but it just doesn't seem to want to go that way so it's kind of tough because i i I want to see development in the area i want to see things happening because lake of the ozarks uh you know i don't think it's going to stop now i think a lot of times lake of the ozarks go through bust and booms and uh we don't hit the the bust usually too bad Mm -hmm. uh but the booms can be really crazy and um so I think some of that is uh, is going on now, uh, especially with the Lake o- Oasis Project, if that continues on, and other things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I've heard of that are happening, are going to start happening uh, in the near future. There's a lot of development getting ready to pop off around here, or at least people want to. So trying to just keep all of that in mind and all the balls up in the air. The biggest thing I concern myself with is follow-through. we start a lot of little things, and I want to make sure that we get on to them and get them finished instead of just continuously lingering so uh, yeah I don't know stress I mean I I don't let a lot of things bother me too much I just kind of let it roll off my back to a point the best I can because in this game there's something coming up the next I mean in the next 10-15 minutes there's usually something else happening so
0: and then all those emergency situations everybody thinks that they have an emergency and it's uh, I guess how you prioritize when people come at you and uh, I've got this going on I've got this going on and you're just trying to get through your day you've already got a uh, a full slate, the agenda's pretty uh, pretty full, <laughs> and then you try to, uh, to work in everything else that everybody else uh, uh, needs from you at some particular point. It's interesting when you, you they had the, the TIF commission uh, meeting the other night, and uh, I had David Stokes in, and you probably saw yep. David, he was at the meeting. Yeah, many met him it was good. And uh, he was talking about, uh, you know, development is great for the lake. But supplying these folks with all the tax subsidies that they want all the time, uh, I think that really kind of puts us in a hole here at the Lake of the Ozarks. There's nothing wrong with development, but there has to seemingly be a way that we can get around these things without constantly, uh, you know, giving TIFFs and, and more TIFs and TIFs. And somebody wants a TIF because I think inevitably the people that are, uh, are here now that are dealing with the TIFFs aren't going to be around in the future i mean they could very easily uh, decide they don't want to be in politics anymore or they get uh, voted out of office or what have you and so i hope these people are keeping things in mind as they are wanting to and, and i say this in the nicest way possible kind of put a feather in their cap when they say you know when i was in office I made this happen or this was something that uh, I worked with other people on and things along those lines. Because one of the things that I fear more than anything else as far as development in the lake is the current infrastructure. And when I talk about current infrastructure, one of the things I talk uh, about with people is is water and sewer. Are developments coming in that are going to be able to sustain themselves and not force people to have to endure things with, and I know where I live right now, we have an issue with a lift station, correct? And, and so um, I say correct because I know who's listening. <laughs> um, and, you know, the more development, the more homes you build, the more condos you build, the more complexes you build, the more things you build for people to do here at the lake, you essentially have to really look closely at what you're adding on to a system that already seems to be taxed in a, lot of, in, in a lot of different ways.
4: Yeah, no doubt about that. Infrastructure is a huge deal, and it's actually a little bit of a problem here at the lake, I think, uh, overall. You know, the Department of Natural Resources deals with an awful lot of those uh, things that are right on the water and how uh, uh, different things have to be to some extent. Uh, we also have a great uh, wastewater um, uh, department in, in Camden County. Uh, those folks down there do an incredible job. Uh, and uh, they bend over backwards to help people figure out how, within the rules, mm-hmm. uh, you can make things happen. And uh, if, if a developer has an issue with something, you go work with those folks. Again, they will just and, – and Jennifer, the head of wastewater down there, knows the rules inside out and is just fantastic at right. her job. So that is an issue, and for me when it comes to tiffs, you know, I think we have to look at some reality of things. Uh, The mall has been purchased, we know now, and I will speculate that they will probably ask for some sort of a tiff to get something done there. So then one of the problems you have with tiff is blight, right? I have a very serious problem, and this is one of the reasons I voted no the other night, with blighting vacant lakefront property. That's not blighted. They just haven't chosen to develop it yet, mm-hmm. and they're looking for something to help them develop it. Um, so I got a very serious problem with blighting lakefront open property that doesn't have anything on it. The mall, I'm going to probably be. I want to hear the plan. You know, I'm going to be open minded to it, and I would. I'm already a little more flexible on maybe a TIF there. The other issue with the TIF is, you know. Do you want a little bit of help, or do you just want everything? Mm -hmm. And when someone comes in wanting everything, the whole enchilada, uh, that... I have a little problem with that as well. Uh, I think that it would be nice to have some processes to where we can help a developer with some infrastructure because, again, that infrastructure is very important. And if a developer does the very bare minimum because of the cost, then you're going to have a very bare minimum uh, system. But if they can maybe get some help from uh, some sort of entity, whatever, through economic development, maybe some tax abatements, maybe then um, they can build a little bit better infrastructure. System, so I'm not 100% against tiffs, uh, but I think they have to be used very judiciously and uh, for the right purposes. Um, so that that's kind of where I stand on on the TIFF issue. I've I've warmed up a little bit to them some. Uh, I'm still pretty hardcore no TIFF, but uh, under certain circumstances it can work. So um, you know, and and we want to help make things move forward, and I think it's kind of Also sad sometimes that, you know, maybe a developer will stomp their feet and say, well, if I don't get this, I'm going to go down the road. Well, if that's your attitude, go down the road.
0: See, that's the thing, and and, and we can't cave into that type of approach. Mm -hmm. Um, I have David Stokes from the Show Me Institute. I have his... uh, His testimony here, he left this with me, and one of the things that I noticed, it says in bold print, what we find, however, is a negative relationship between TIF adoption and growth. This is consistent with the hypothesis that government subsidies reallocate property improvements in such a way that capital is less productive in its new location. And I see that, but... He talks about what happened up in Independence. I don't know if he mentioned that at all. There was a a tiff given to Bass Pro uh, to build uh, that particular facility up there in Independence, and things didn't go well. And so they say, well, you know, if things don't go well, it's not going to fall on the city. Uh, to you know, make up for any any financial issues or any problems. Well, the city up there in Independence, they decided that uh, they wanted to step in, and and when all of this fell apart, they didn't want to damage their their rating, their credit rating. So they stepped in and uh, they took care of what needed to be taken care of in order to keep from getting in in deep with the bank and losing their financial status. This is this is an, uh, an interesting, if you get the opportunity.
4: Yeah, I'll have to look into that. I don't know why, what did they allow themselves to get into that would hurt their credit rating? I don't know how um, a developer even getting a TIF uh, would damage uh, an entity's, a governmental entity's credit rating of something with bad. I don't, there must be a lot more to that. If, because what now, you know, they had talked about doing some bonding mm-hmm. uh, with Osage Beach some time ago on maybe a, a particular project or two. Right. And yeah. I know that another developer wanted some bonding possibly with the county. Now, that is a step way too far that I will, I will never, I, I, <laughs> I hate to use that word never. <clears throat> but I I can't see anything that would convince me to put the county on some sort of a uh, situation to where we would have to bail something out. That's just not that is not going to occur. I can't see that occurring while I'm in office.
0: Well, I'll uh, I'll do a little looking uh, during the break, and and we'll talk a little bit more about it. But uh, and we'll get back to it because recently there have been you know after the uh, the press conference you had. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, based on uh, what the ATF was trying to do, uh, you've had some uh, some folks reach out to you to, to talk about it and to discuss it. I was unaware of the article uh, through NPR. Uh, you had mentioned that you were on the Glenbeck uh, radio program uh, Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. and then another article came out from a lady. Her name is Katie Bailovec, and she works with the Yahoo uh, News. And I'm not familiar. They're Insider. One. That's the oh, one I oh, sent you. All
4: the Insider. Okay, okay.
0: And right there at the very now, this is how I knew uh, we may <laughs> have problems. Is when you look at the article, and they've got below it Ike Skelton, politician, 1933 to 2013. I guess maybe I haven't seen that one or so, I I don't recall that that's great that's the that's the uh, one that I sent you oh, mercy. when I saw it and it says right there and then the fact that they said uh, you were more or less going against the ATF because of what happened with your brother yeah that's and there's yeah. retribution there and 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 we know that not to be true so here is the mainstream media or the liberal-based media painting a picture of you like they do with so many other people. And I thought that her article had a lot of holes in it. I don't think it was very well done. Uh, she did uh, she did use use and uh, access the interview that you and I did on Key Radio plus uh, the interview that you and I did on Lake TV. Hey, thanks for the residuals there. But anyway, and, and, and I just... Uh, From what I read and how it was all put together, and I think they interviewed someone. Uh, in the ATF's Kansas City office and things like that. Yeah, we can discuss that. Man, what a mess.
4: Yeah, so now I do kind of, re- I don't remember that headline, but I remember the article. And uh, you're right, there's a lot of holes. And, you know, the left-wing left, left left-wing media is going to do what they want to do. They're going to try to set the narrative they can. Uh, the gentleman from uh, NPR did a very horrible job on the story. He slanted it very, very gr- uh, greatly toward uh, uh, this retribution idea. And, you know, I think that shows. A lack of uh, ability. Although you know they went back far enough to find the interview on, key ra- on, uh, on our key radio and Lake TV and what have you uh, between us, uh, but they didn't research far enough to find out that I'm not the uh, Ike Skelton that they think I am. So uh, it, it's kind of a laziness to me if you if you know that, that's kind of the way I see that. And uh, so they didn't research far enough to find out that you know you and I have been on the radio together since what about maybe 2010, 2012, something like that. Mm-hmm. And And uh, that I've been espousing these views ever since. And uh, like I did tell them, the only thing that the raid on my brother's shop did for the ATF and me is just solidify what I already thought about them and other government agencies. So um, those thoughts were already in my mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just needed, you know, that, that just validated my thoughts as being correct. So honestly, when I saw those emails... It never even crossed my. Oh, I'm gonna get back at these guys now because of what they did to my brother. No, that, that never even entered my mind. Uh, I just believed that I was doing what uh, I was supposed to do as a uh, elected representative and interpose on behalf of of uh, of the citizenry against a uh, out of uh, out of whack government. So um, I believe that's part of my job to do that.
0: And also. Um, this article was picked up by MSN.com, and I had seen it. Uh, Rick Goose, you know Rick. Sure. Uh, my offside producer, as I refer to him, and uh, some good news uh, for him on his health, and I hope everything continues to yeah. move in a positive direction yeah. for him. Yeah. But, uh, and, and again, I'll have to pull this this up because... Are they circulating the same thing? or are they? It cause... was the same article, oh. but it was picked up by MSN.com, uh, and so I let, I'll, I'll look at this here and, uh,
4: you know, that's interesting. And just that fact right there that all of these left wing outfits are picking up the story and using it to exploit whatever they want to exploit out of it. And when you come to as it were our side of the table uh there's been a couple of blog sites and a couple of uh uh gun sites on you know YouTube, whatever that have reached out to me for a little bit of an interview um, but you know other than Beck i guess and, and of course, you guys locally here, which I love uh nobody has really reached out on what you would say is our side of the aisle mm-hmm. uh to talk about it, so uh, I find that a little unfortunate maybe sometimes, yet at the same time. Uh, if I've uh, you know riled the left enough that, that it's you know really getting thrown out all over their stuff that's fine I mean I think you're hitting the target when they do that right
0: you are certainly getting them uh, <laughs> getting them a little worked up uh, but at, at the same time I think it is important to understand and realize that uh, Uh, So much of this is just, if you would please, folks, take the opportunity to talk directly to the person and and don't try to go so much on, uh, and and I think I found it here, it says a Missouri official called the ATF unconstitutional but says it's not because the agency raided his brother's gun shop. (laughs) This is the MSN dot.com uh, article that I saw here. Yeah, see. Uh, but it's it's uh, Katie Bailovic's uh, article that uh, I guess it says uh, Kate Baylevich at Insider.com, which is from from Yahoo.
4: Yeah, I've talked to her directly a couple of times on the yeah. phone.
0: And, oh, and look what she still spun
4: it to be. <laughs> uh,
0: and and that's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's yeah. okay. But I, I the whole fact of the matter is 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 now. As much as we see this, this is actually happening to you. And it's it's interesting. I mean, here you are, uh, a target of sorts, I guess, if you want to call yourself that, because uh, they're going to come at you from whatever direction they can. They're going to dig up dirt on you. They're going to see sure. what they can find. You know, They're going to start going through your life with a fine-tooth comb. Are you prepared for that? You know, I've thought about that before I even started
4: running for this position because it it's a it's a you know, maybe if you're running for a city council, people don't think too much about all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You get into a, you know this uh, county race like this, I think people start digging up some things. Um, if you want to go anywhere further and make any waves, they're definitely going to dig it up. So yeah, I'm ready for that. You know, I'm I'm no I've not been no angel. I've uh, um, I've uh, done some things in the past that I'm not happy with. You know, and and if I'd had a chance to do things a little different, I'd have done it. But I think most people are that way. Um, I've not done anything super nefarious, so that's okay. Um, and uh, yeah. I'm ready for them and I've not, You know, I've got nothing to hide. You want to ask me a question? I'll answer it to you, and I'll tell you the truth. And uh-huh. I think that's one of the biggest problems that anybody gets into in politics or whatever. When somebody starts looking at who you are, and they start digging out these things that some people will find offensive, uh, they will find you know bad or whatever, and maybe change a mind about me. But here's the thing: whatever you find about me, out about me in the in the future. I'm that same guy that you knew before you found that out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to change. I'm not going to be any different. I am who I am. I'll tell you who I am. And uh, I'm going to tell you the truth about things. If somebody comes up and says, oh, we found this about you. Well, all right. Let's talk about it. I'll tell you the truth.
0: We'll uh, talk some more truth with Mike Skelton on the other side of the break. And your phone calls are welcome this morning. If you have a question for the presiding commissioner of Camden County, now is a chance to ask. He's right here, 573-633-5395. And uh, we'll take your calls and talk some more about uh, county government. After the break, Stacy Johnson now with expo.com and uh, local news. Also, Chris Schneider, our great media supporters, our great media friends, partners at uh, Lake TV. Chris has a check of sports. We'll take your phone calls, and I'll uh, let you know that Valerie Battle Kinzel is going to be joining me in the 9 o'clock hour at 910 to talk about a uh, cool book called 100 Things to Do at the Lake of the Ozarks Before You Die. <laughs> All right. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> I mean, not the 100 things that I should do, but I don't even want to think about dying right now. <laughs> you are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio.
1: I'm Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday. April twenty-first, a man was killed and a woman seriously injured Wednesday in a series of collisions on Highway Five. Authorities say 31-year-old Kyle Washia was pulling out of a private drive on the Highway Five when the vehicle was hit by a car. After the crash, authorities say Washia exited the vehicle and was standing in the northbound lane of Highway Five when he and his vehicle were struck by another car. Washia was killed in the crash. Nicole Miller, a passenger in his vehicle, had serious injuries. Two people in the first vehicle. Had moderate injuries. One fire prevention tip you don't hear very often, replace the soil in your flower pots. Ozark Mountain Sanitation of Fairgrove learned about the fire dangers of old potting soil the hard way. When a flower barrel setting in front of their office door started burning, the Fairgrove Fire Department came out, they found the soil had combusted, burning the wooden flower barrel it was in. Potting soil fires are often caused by the soil decomposing and releasing heat. Although potting soil fires are rare, it's a good reminder to throw out last year's dirt and also to never use a flower pot as an ashtray. Lake Ozark Mayor Dennis Newberry says the city is thrilled about two resolutions that could result in the construction of a casino at Lake of the Ozarks. Resolutions to put the question to Missouri voters have been moving through the State House and Senate If voters approve the constitutional change, a group of local investors say they already have plans to put a casino on the Osage River. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739. 573-378-8739.
2: with your key Radio Lake TV sportscast for this Friday. TGIF, a lot of high school baseball today. In fact, today and tomorrow, Camden at the Lebanon Woodbat Tournament. This uh, Lakers team, really good this year. Ranked number three in the state in Class 5 right now. Also today and tomorrow, the Versailles-California Turf War Tournament. So, Versailles and California and Eldon and Osage will all be playing in that this weekend weather permitting, of course. College baseball, Mizzou Tigers 23 and 13. They beat MSU on Tuesday. They've got a three game series starting today at home against Alabama. MSU Bears 19 and 16. Uh, they have won six of their last eight despite losing to Mizzou Tuesday. They've got a three game series on the road against Belmont starting today. College softball, Mizzou ladies are 26 and 20 after beating Kansas 4 3 Wednesday. They open a three game home series against North Texas today. MSU ladies are 24 and 16. They've won 16 of their last 17. They open a series at home against Belmont today. Major League Baseball, the Cardinals, they've struggled so far this season. They were off yesterday. They opened a series in Seattle today. The Royals have been terrible so far this season. They were off yesterday as well. They'll open a series on the road against the Angels today. The Chiefs getting ready for the draft. That will start next Thursday. Right now the Chiefs with... 10 picks scheduled they'll probably trade some of those away lake tv brings you five local lake area shows including weekend at the lake that uh, lets you know what's going on around the lake this weekend be sure to check that out on lake tv i'm chris schneider with your key radio lake tv sports update for this friday Key
0: Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree 65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received.
3: I'm Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. Are the creation days of Genesis ordinary days? Genesis consistently specifies an evening and morning and assigns a number to each day. The sense of it is clearly normal days, but it's not just Genesis. Exodus 20.11 says, In six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Some people are quick to bring up 2 Peter 3.8 and that a day to the Lord is like a thousand years. But that's about God's patience, not his confusion about how long a day is. Context is everything. Exodus 20.11 continues God's command to keep the Sabbath, clear reference to one day in a seven-day week. The question is what believers ought to believe. We ought to believe God's word, so it's perplexing when Christians don't get it. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen. Available in Amazon Books.
0: The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash key radio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key.
3: Key Radio, KEYK, keeps you in the know. The Camdenton Area Chamber of Commerce invites you to the 72nd Annual Dogwood Festival taking place April 20th through the 22nd in downtown Camdenton. Festivities include student showcases, food and craft vendors, dinner theater, garage and bake sales, pageants, a carnival, a parade, and so much more. Visit camdentonchamber.com for event details. Join the fun at the Dogwood Festival, April 20th through the 22nd.
0: If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at eighty nine point three, the key. Right back here at eight thirty eight. Thank you for joining us. Beautiful day. We've got uh, right around fifty degrees in Osage Beach. We've got plenty of sunshine. We've got a little bit of a chilly weekend, but I think that uh, might actually bring more people out than uh, maybe a warmer day. Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, I'll see you out there tomorrow morning. Uh, at 10 o'clock for the Dogwood Festival Parade. This is, I, I forgot how many years I've emceed this thing. I used to do, uh, I used to have a, more of a co-hosting type of a setup where uh, Deborah Wolf would join me, and we would uh, do the uh, the Dogwood Festival Parade MCing together. And it was always nice to have an extra set of hands because regardless of what the weather is like, if it's sunny, if it's rainy, if it's cold, if it's warm, we always get like a nice wind through there, and and it allows one person to hold one. They give you a book every year, okay? (laughs) And essentially, all the parade entries are in the book and they ask each of the entries to maybe do a little bio, uh-huh. if it's a business, if it's a group, if it's an organization, you know, 25 words or less, or I wish it was 25 words or less. Sometimes <laughs> they get rather lengthy. Uh-huh. But the good part about that is if there's a, a bit of a delay in the parade, you know, there's a hole in the parade, sure. sometimes it happens, then you can talk it up. but. Uh, it's always nice to have that extra set of hands because one person can hold the left side of the book, the other person can hold the pages down on the right side of the book, and then we've got a free hand to do whatever, like hold a microphone or turn a page or whatever. But we're going to be out there. I'm going to be out there tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe Deborah will just pop in, and if she does, I'm going to grab her and put her up on that uh, podium with me. But we have such a great time doing it, and it's always so wonderful. And thank you, Casey Cloak and the Captain Chamber, for allowing me the opportunity. Opportunity to come back and and see the event again uh, I'm just so thrilled to be able to be out there and, uh, and enjoy the day with so many wonderful people and all the things that go on and here's hoping that the dream of, uh, of Laura Burns and her group uh, to bring back a fairground you know you can put all the rides down there you can put all the vendors down there eventually <clears throat> and, and I really and, and I, I'm I, I guess Laura's busy doing some things, but I really want to bring her in and have her explain this this venture that means so much to the county. I mean with everything that is going on when we talk about development and all the good things that people are proposing, this is something in my opinion anyway, that makes sense. Uh, an area five miles south of, of of Camdenton, right there around Dry Hollow Road. Uh, They've got uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of, what, uh, 135? They've
4: got 60 acres they're looking at first, Mm -hmm. uh, and on that first 60 acres they're going to be able to put in. And they explained that that what Lebanon has right now for their entire uh, uh, area, including the Civic Center, is only about 30-something acres. Mm -hmm. And so if they come up with 60 acres can you imagine what they can put in there? If you've ever been down to the Lebanon Fair, they they put on a pretty decent thing down oh, in the yeah. county. Yeah. Could you imagine what we can do on 60 acres and they're going to have a, a world-class uh, tractor and truck bull track? And I guess the way the topography is, the uh, they're going to be able to put bleachers on a natural kind of a sloping hill already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it, I'm excited about it. I hope it can happen. I'm, I really want to see it go.
0: I think what's important, It allows it, it, it allows the <clears throat> opportunity. This is a true opportunity for locals and visitors to interact in the same facility because you can use this facility for any number of things. But one of the things we need in this area is a place for the FFA kids and the 4-H kids to be able to go in and do what they need to do rather than having to travel to other places like they've done for so long and and go to facilities that maybe uh, need to be a little bit bigger and and the presentation that uh, they put on about a month or so ago yeah. was a great presentation and i mean uh, talking about uh, talk about having your ducks in a row they they've sat down. They've explored it. They've mm-hmm. got an idea of exactly what they want to do, mm-hmm. and 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 there are people that are involved in uh, the programs like the 4H and the FFA and rodeo and truck and tractor pull. So all these people are are bringing this huge huge mm-hmm. amount of knowledge to this, mm-hmm. and what a well thought out program. And I would like to see them be able to get as many investors. Private investors as they possibly could, so you get naming rights—the you know uh, Joe Blow Arena or yeah, whatever, sure. you know things like that. Yeah. But uh, this is something that the area really—I mean, if you want to leave a legacy and you want to do something for the future of of Camden County, this is, in, in my opinion, again, anyway. This is a perfect, perfect, perfect venture.
4: Yeah, I'm really stoked about it. I hope they can make it happen. I've been trying to talk it up. Uh, Casey Cloak and uh, Brittany, I apologize. I don't remember your last name. I'm doing good to remember first names. But uh, she, they came in the office and talked about it a little bit more. And, and uh, of course, I was there when Laura presented it. And uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic thing for Camden County. And, you know... <laughs> Dealing with a sixty million dollar budget now, three and a half million dollars can complete that entire thing out there and you know three and a half million dollars is a lot of money, don't get me wrong, but again, considering that Camden County is assessed valuation is about one point eight billion dollars. Three and a half million
0: ain't a whole bunch of money. Well, and, and 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 you think about it, but at the same time, we could get so many people absolutely involved in I, here, yeah. And I've got so many great ideas, and I don't want to share any of them on the air yet. I want to talk down, yeah, sit down and talk to Laura about some of these because after I left. You know, and, and I was asking a lot of questions and trying to get a lot of information, and the wheels in my my brain just started turning. And I've got so many things that I want to bounce off of her as far as, you know, to help promote this and to help get the necessary money and to see how many private investors we can get on board because there's always somebody out there that wants to do good things for where they live, and they've got, you know, uh, the, the money necessary and they don't mind donating yeah. it, and, and, and what a great facility this would be. But you had one more comment that you wanted to make uh, regarding the, the the ATF situation.
4: Yeah. So on the story, you'll notice the left-wing stories, um, they went to, and especially I guess it started with uh, the Kansas City Star, uh, and uh, they interviewed the ATF, and the ATF stated that, you know, this is routine stuff, they have to verify that... Applicants for an FFL are in compliance with local ordinances as far as zoning and business licensing. So they said that what we are really doing here in Camden County is preventing licenses from being issued. I have spoken to three of the four uh, subjects in the emails that we got. We got four separate emails, and I've spoken to three of the four. The first one, they've been in business in Montreal for many years. They're well-established, and they don't renew their FFL until next year. The other two other individuals that I spoke with are very small operators. They only have to have... One gentleman makes custom gun stocks, so he has to have an FFL so he can ship firearms back and forth uh, to clients, right? Right. And uh, otherwise, he wouldn't necessarily have one. But he's been doing it for over 10, 15 years, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, he doesn't renew until 2025, The next individual is very similar. They do a lot of gun shows and whatnot, but they also have just recently renewed and don't have to renew until 2025. So when the ATF tells the Kansas City Star that we are holding up FFL holders from getting their license, they're not being truthful. Mm -hmm. And that is really egregious to me. They're they're telling folks something that is just simple. It's not true. It's just not true. So there we are.
0: And again, think about how, and I will go back to your brother's gun shop for just a moment. This is a situation that could have been handled in such a way that you didn't need 20 armed ATF agents to show up. You could have had a couple of folks walk in and say, listen, this is the situation. We want to sit down and and work it out with you. And, and and do it that way. But there was a need to bring in a force. There was need to bring in a show of force. Sure. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. There's no other uh, reason for it. There's no other definition for it. There's no, well, you know, he could have... Uh, if these people had sat down and done their research and done surveillance, they would have known who comes and goes. They would have known how many people were on site. They would have known that this was probably something that could have very easily been handled with a couple of people walking in, talking it over, getting everything straightened out. And and so now your brother's inventory Absolutely. is gone. Yep. Will he ever get it back? Who knows? Uh, and, and, you know, if he made some mistakes or did some things wrong. But, uh, again, to try and tie what happened uh, here recently in Campen County uh, to some form of retribution that you were seeking against the ATF is preposterous. And, yep. and, and for those of us, again, this is much like January the 6th when I interviewed Chris Burgard about what happened on January the 6th. There was so much we saw in the media. There was so much that went on. Uh, the actual day of the event that we didn't see people that were there, that were changing clothes and going from, uh, uh Antifa, that, that, black look with the, uh, masks and everything changing into street clothes to look like, uh, uh, you know, they yeah, would blend in yeah. it, it, and it's just so amazing.
4: And the known FBI operatives mm-hmm. that were also helping stoke it on January 6th though, uh, yeah, it's just it's just uh, you know I'm part of government now and I still don't trust it. So
0: <laughs> there you go, folks. Real quick, before we get into government business, tell us about uh, being on the Glenn Beck radio program.
4: Well, that was uh, it was fascinating. Um, you know, just uh, I've I've followed Glenn Beck for, for well pretty much ever since I've been involved in politics. And uh,
0: so would, uh, could could we misinterpret this to think that Glenn Beck was just trying to help his buddy out?
4: <laughs> yeah I guess you could although I've never talked to him before so <laughs>
0: exactly yeah, that's I'm what not, I mean yeah, I know? Never,
4: yeah I've never talked to Glenn before well he knows that I so. likes
0: Glenn Beck so well, let's call this guy yeah. and, and we'll you know we'll, we'll sit there and we'll prop him up and make him look good to the rest of the country sure
4: no no what I did is something that needs to be done all over this nation and that is to start standing up to un-overreaching out of control government entities and uh, as you mentioned earlier you know if the ATF really cared about people having their licenses and doing things right, they would have been at my brother's shop helping him figure out what the rules are and helping him with the paperwork so that he could be in compliance. But that is not their goal. And uh, that's why we have to stand up against them. And and I read the letter that we sent to the ATF to Glenn and and, uh, that he was wowed. So I'm cool with that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What a great experience and what a great opportunity for you there. And and I think to myself, again, you know, this is all... uh, This is just how it works anymore. If you go up against the government, the government is going to try their their darndest to make an example out of you.
4: They don't like it when the little people stand up to them.
0: And that is exactly it. That is Mm -hmm. the issue. You hit the nail on the head, Ike, because in instances past when they've called other counties and they talked to their planning and zoning uh, people their planning and zoning people probably thought well you know we just need to comply and do what we're supposed to do and give in and there's no thought process as to the information that they're giving these people if you want to get the information that's fine you can get the information but you're not going to get it from
4: us well there's been this narr- yeah and there's been this narrative for I don't even know how many years you figured out, I don't know, maybe since its inception. Uh, no, not from its inception, but at least around the 1900s. Maybe that the federal government is this big behemoth that is supposed to be in charge of everything, that that they are supreme, that they, they are the watchdog of everything, and that is just absolutely not the case, and we need to stop giving them uh, the uh, props because they're, they're going way beyond the bounds of what they're supposed to be doing.
0: And see, that's the thing. Automatically, we assume that when a big government calls, that we have to bow and kiss their ring and do exactly what they ask us to do. And finally, someone has stepped up and said, no, we don't. We don't have to, and we're not going to. And so then you create a little bit of a rift there, and uh, then you get all the negative press and everything that goes along with it. So that being said, let's talk uh, with the time that we have left this morning about what's going on county uh, wide and uh, some things that maybe folks need to know about in terms of, uh, I don't know, things that are coming up sure. that you're currently working on.
4: So let's talk about the building real quick and the remodel. We have finally uh, gotten the uh, uh, lead almost completely abated. Um, the latest story I got yesterday was that the uh, third floor and the second floor have been cleaned, decontaminated, and have passed uh, a past test, so there is no contamination on those floors. Uh, the first floor should be done today. The testing will be done Monday, and we'll have the results back Tuesday. Tuesday, we have been got, given clearance to go ahead and re-enter the building with the equipment. We've got some work that needs to be done in there again and finished, so we've gotten the clearance to do that. I can't tell you what day we're actually be open to the public, but I'm hoping for somewhere around mid-May. Uh, so that's going on. Um, we... Uh, Interesting road and bridge. So I've been dealing with road and bridge a little bit more, and I'm I'm actually going to go out and run around today, and well, and uh, look at some things. But uh, so we're working on the gravel roads a little bit. I mean, the asphalt's asphalt. Those guys know what they're doing. We've got a plan in place, and they're doing what they can with the money. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of money yet for that, you know, for a whole bunch of blacktop stuff. But the gravel roads were we have a lot of gravel roads in Camden County, and we need to get them rebuilt. We need to get some crowns in and clean out the ditches and and. Get Get rid of the windrows so the water has some place to go. But something fascinating, and this is what I love about Camden County and the people that I, that I work with, we have some good innovators. And one of the innovators at Roden Bridge decided that he would try something new. And what they've done... As they built up the road, they put a good crown in it, cleaned out the ditches, and a good base, and then they have capped it with these fines. You saw the road going out to the Max Creek Community Park.
0: Exactly. I was going to bring that up. It
4: was nice and quite smooth, wasn't it? Yes. It's a really nice road, and it's holding up to water, which surprised the heck out of me. It's holding up to the rains. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. It's still gravel, uh, but it's a compactable gravel, and they're compacting that stuff in. And if you get it just a little wet when you compact it in, that stuff will almost turns into concrete, and uh, it's it's been a very nice uh, fix uh, to some very problem areas. So this is something that we're going to continue to look at, and I would say by probably next season, because I want to see what happens in the winter too, when we start blading the snow off of it and whatnot. But I believe next season we can start doing this to all of our roads, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna start having a lot better roads, gravel roads in the near future. The um, so I love that innovation of our folks at Road and Bridge uh, to try something new. You know, try something. If it doesn't work. That's all right. We'll back up and try something a little different, you know. Uh, but try something. Quit. I, I hated this, and it's you know this is the way we've always done it. And uh, well, we're not going to do it that way anymore because it hasn't been working. So we're going to try new things. And I really applaud uh, Brody Kinney out at Roden Bridge for trying something new. And uh, Bill Berry is fantastic. Pat Wolf, all those guys out there, they're doing a good job. Um, Andy up at the North Shed and those folks, they're doing a good job. And I'll be quite candid with you, they're. Uh, they're appreciative that somebody's in office that cares about what they're doing. I've been out on some of the projects that look at things, and they're just surprised that somebody wants to come out and, and, and keep an eye on you know, look at what they're doing and, and be a part of what's happening. So uh, we're going to continue to work with those guys. It's one of my major focuses. So uh, things are going to get better in the future. Give us a little
0: time. I think in, in, in retrospect, as you look back, and you think about how things used to be, and then you bring somebody in uh, that that is open to change, that is open to new ideas, that is open to doing things that may make a difference in such a way that eventually it's going to start saving the county money. I don't see where anybody who uh, pays taxes would be upset with maybe a little bit of a change in order to get a better quality product, something that's going to last longer. But let's talk about the employees for a second here. When they feel like they are really, truly a part of what's going on and that their opinions and ideas and thoughts matter. It's amazing how that can kind of just psychologically turn people around to want to go into work every day. Because I can imagine uh, doing that particular job, there are things that they love to do. There are things that uh, maybe they don't like to do so much. Uh, and and yeah. you got the good and bad with any sure. job. Sure, sure. But... To, to be acknowledged and to be thought of as innovators, I
4: mean, that's, that's huge. You know, I think that goes, I think you're right, and I think that goes with everything. You know, uh, most people have a desire to do a good job and to be able to look back on something and have some satisfaction in what they've done. That's part of the reason why we work, right? Mm-hmm. But if the top doesn't care what you're doing, there's a point in time where even your own desire to do things super good tends to wane, because nobody else cares what I'm doing. Why do I care so much about what I'm doing? So, I think you're right in that aspect. And, you know, you talked earlier about politicians and legacies and all these sorts of things and, and, uh, when you're a private developer, you can look back and you say, oh, I built that building or I, I made this or, or if you're a manufacturer, I, I designed that car or whatever. You know, as a politician, you don't really have something to hang your hat on. And I'm okay with that. I don't need my name on any buildings or roads or bridges or anything else, okay? But if after I'm done in office, if people can come back and say, Camden County's running better, our roads are in better shape, and we've got a better process in place, I'll be happy. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. It takes, uh, what do they say? It takes a village. And, uh, you know, if you've got good people that are working together to do what they feel is best for the people, certainly people that are, uh, you know, up their hard-earned dollars in the form of taxes to uh, to get things done. People want to see improvements. People like improvements. People like when things run smoothly. But the employees that are responsible for these things, you know, recognizing what they do and uh, and making sure that they have a voice. And and I think it's important to you know once in a while you you go to people and you say, well, oh, what do you think? And you know you're truly concerned about what they think. Sure. And when they feel as though they're a part of the process, man, yeah, people are going to work a lot more diligently. They're going to want to come into work. I mean, everybody has a good day. Everybody has a bad day, so on and so forth. But uh, I think it's important to include people on every level, no matter who you are, no matter what you do. You play an active role in county government. I, I don't care what it is, if it's, uh, you know, cleaning up around the place when uh, everybody's done. Sure. It, it still matters, absolutely. It still matters, and you
4: have to make sure those people know they matter.
0: Exactly, absolutely. Been a fun hour.
4: Yes, it is. It always goes so fast, man.
0: You know, if you're looking for, a, <laughs> you know, if you're looking for a, what, what, what's that? Uh, what, what does the president have? A, a media spokesperson? Oh, all right. I'm, I'm available. All right, I'll, I'll be like the go between. Uh, Mr. Skelton I uh, will be available for comment. <laughs> you keep doing what you're doing, man, because Thank you're brother. doing a great job. Thank you. And, I appreciate that. Uh, so many people in this county We've got a great,
4: We've got a great team and a lot of good people working together. The commission is, is uh, solid together. We're doing good stuff together, and, uh, you know, um, there's a lot of challenges, and, and I'm looking forward to them every day.
0: Let me tell you, folks. If you're a part of county government, you're making a difference, and we appreciate it. And I know you don't always get the attaboy or the chuck on the shoulder or the pat on the back you deserve, but as uh, we've been sitting here talking with Ike, I feel like, uh, you know, your contribution matters on so many levels, and maybe you don't even realize it sometimes. It is straight up 9 o'clock. You have an awesome day. Thank you, sir. You we'll too. You Everybody here, else, have a great day. We'll uh, we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks to talk some more. And or if you uh, you know have something you need to get on uh, immediately, give me a holler and Absolutely. we'll make it happen. It is straight up 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. We've got Stacey Johnson and LakeExpo.com with the local news. We've got Chris Schneider and Lake TV with a check of sports. And then we're going to be talking with Valerie Battle Kunzel about her book, 100 Things to Do at the Lake of the Ozarks Before You Die. And even if you've lived here, there might be something in that book that uh, you'd like to try. So join me on the other side. It is The Daily Show on Key Radio. You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Stage Beach, Missouri.
1: Stacey Johnson and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday. April 21st, A man was killed and a woman seriously injured Wednesday in a series of collisions on Highway 5. Authorities say 31-year-old Kyle Washia was pulling out of a private drive on the Highway 5 when the vehicle was hit by a car. After the crash, authorities say Washia exited the vehicle and was standing in the northbound lane of Highway 5 when he and his vehicle were struck by another car. Washia was killed in the crash. Nicole Miller, a passenger in his vehicle, had serious injuries. Two people in the first vehicle had moderate injuries. One fire prevention tip you don't hear very often, replace the soil in your flower pots. Ozark Mountain Sanitation of Fairgrove learned about the fire dangers of old potting soil the hard way. When a flower barrel setting in front of their office door started burning, the Fairgrove Fire Department came out, they found the soil had combusted, burning the wooden flower barrel it was in. Potting soil fires are often caused by the soil decomposing and releasing heat. Although potting soil fires are rare, it's a good reminder to throw out last year's dirt and also to never use a flower pot as an ashtray. Lake Ozark Mayor Dennis Newberry says the city is thrilled about two resolutions that could result in the construction of a casino at Lake of the Ozarks. Resolutions to put the question to Missouri voters have been moving through the State House and Senate. If voters approve the constitutional change, a group of local investors say they already have plans to put a casino on the Osage River. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: Portions of the programming on key radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, x Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
2: with your key Radio Lake TV sportscast for this Friday. TGIF, a lot of high school baseball today. In fact, today and tomorrow, Camden's in at the Lebanon Woodbat Tournament. This uh, Lakers team, really good this year. Ranked number three in the state in Class 5 right now. Also today and tomorrow, the Versailles-California Turf War Tournament. So, Versailles and California and Eldon and Osage will all be playing in that this weekend weather permitting of course college baseball Mizzou Tigers 23 and 13. They beat MSU on Tuesday. They've got a three-game series starting today at home against Alabama. MSU Bears 19 and 16. Uh, They have won six of their last eight despite losing to Mizzou Tuesday. They've got a three-game series on the road against Belmont starting today. College softball Mizzou ladies are 26 and 20 after beating Kansas 4-3 Wednesday. They open a three-game home series against against North Texas today. MSU ladies are 24-16. and They've won 16 of their last 17. They open a series at home against Belmont today. Major League Baseball, the Cardinals, they've struggled so far this season. They were off yesterday. They open a series in Seattle today. The Royals have been terrible so far this season. They were off yesterday as well. They'll open a series on the road against the Angels today. The Chiefs getting ready for the draft. That will start next thursday right now the chiefs with 10 picks scheduled they'll probably trade some of those away lake tv brings you five local lake area shows including weekend at the lake that uh, lets you know what's going on around the lake this weekend be sure to check that out on lake tv i'm chris schneider with your key radio lake tv sports update for this friday
0: A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV.
2: Winter, spring, summer, or fall, Lake TV's got it all, including five local talk shows to keep you informed and entertained. You can also see local high school football in the fall and basketball in the winter. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and always streaming live at mylaketv.com. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that too.
3: Key Radio keeps you in the know as we make improvements to better serve you. Because many of you listen online, we've re-engineered our website. You get there on the web at keyradio.live or through our iPhone and Android apps. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K. From the app, click the www globe symbol to see our full site. There you can listen to live radio, or call KB during the daily show, or see our schedule, and don't forget that beautiful donate button. Then there are menus. Click News Weather to get your daily dose of what's happening. You can also drill down in the Key Radio link to learn all about your favorite shows, make a donation, or sponsor a show. You can also read Bill's blog and follow the social media links and notice how we highlight our sponsors on each page. It's all at your fingertips, whether you have a laptop, tablet, or smartphone. It's all part of how Key Radio KEYK staff wants to serve you.
0: Part of the solution. Join the lake's only community radio station, 89.3. The KT. Good morning. It is 909er and uh, 909er. And what a beautiful day at the lake. Uh, we are holding steady here this morning with some great weather. Uh, Right now, 54 degrees in Osage Beach. Plenty of sunshine. And that seems to be the thing for the day. Sun and clouds mixed. 68 the high. Uh, Mainly clear sky tonight. The low of 39. Back up to 54 for the high tomorrow and the low of 33. Partly cloudy on Saturday as well. Again, the number you want to watch is that, uh, well, actually both numbers. uh, 54 for the high and 33 for the low tomorrow because, uh, you know, if you're getting the plants out there and trying to get the garden started or uh, some other things going on, you probably want to keep that in mind so you don't uh, waste the time, effort, and certainly the money involved in putting it all together. Sunny at 61 on Sunday, cloudy and 65 on Monday. Showers uh, look to be the theme. 50-50 shot at showers Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Highs uh, through that period as well, upper 50s to low 60s, then On Friday of next week, we'll hit a high of 70 with a partly cloudy sky. Another nice weekend to round out the month of April. Uh, Saturday and Sunday of next week looks like a low to mid to possibly upper 60s. But we're not there yet. And as you know, what we predict and then start telling folks about... We'll normally change in some way, shape, or form. Nine ten is our time. Again, 54 degrees and plenty of sunshine this morning. What a great way to start a weekend here at the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks. And they're saying, based on what I've read from the Farmer's Almanac, that it uh, looks as though it's going to be a little hot, a a hot summer for us. Well, (laughs) if it wasn't, I'd be a little concerned. But I think you know what I'm saying. Lake level at 656.49. River level at 553.52. Surface water temp at 58 degrees. You've lived here at the Lake of the Ozarks. You've uh, played here at the Lake of the Ozarks. We know a number of people like to visit us and uh, play and enjoy themselves. There is a book out. It is called 100 Things to Do at the Lake of the Ozarks Before You Die. And I have the uh, distinct pleasure of talking with, the author of that book, Valerie Battle-Kunzel, is joining us this morning on Key Radio, and in particular, The Daily Show. We're going to talk about the book, and uh, Valerie, we are so glad to have you with us this morning. Thank you for taking some time to join us.
5: Well, thank you for the invitation, it's great to be with you, Kevin. Appreciate it.
0: Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. What a a fun book. I mean, you've got to... You've got to think about people that live here, people that visit. Uh, You know, I I think one of the interesting things is when I first moved to the Lake of the Ozarks, uh, even though I was a full-time resident, I still considered myself somewhat of a tourist because for the first five years or so that I lived here, uh, everything was still new. Everything was still exciting. I got to uh, see a lot of the things that people who visit the lake see, obviously the lake, uh, the dam, Haha Ha Tonka, uh, some of our state parks, some of the attractions and things, but being a local and meeting local folks, I also found out some of the places where the locals like to go and hang out to kind of get away from the tourists when uh, they visit, uh, because so many of us work in uh, businesses that uh, cater to tourists and we're so glad that these people come down and support our economy and we love it when they're here and uh, you know we're we're seeing them out on the water having fun or uh, you know they're visiting the attractions and um I will tell you, one of the things that I I always ask of people that live here is to learn a little bit about your areas so that when somebody comes up on you and says, uh, do you know where this is, do you know where that is, maybe you don't know the exact location, but you can at least point them in the general direction or find someone who can. So 100 things to do with the Lake of the Ozarks before you die. We've only got an hour, and I don't think we can talk about All 100 of them, Valerie, but uh, we can probably touch on some of the ones that uh, really kind of stand out in your mind. What was the motivation behind writing this particular uh, book? Uh, You live in St. Louis, I believe, so um, did you visit the lake and uh, do a little research? Uh, How did you find all these great things to do?
5: Okay. My family has owned um, uh, it's a a family house uh, down there at Osage Beach on the water since 1981, Mm -hmm. and so I've spent many, many, many weeks and even months in the summer, as well as in the fall and the winter, and um, with different family coming from all parts of the country. We have uh, been able to sample and do a lot of different things in that time period and seen a lot of places come and go, mm-hmm. but then there are some perennial favorites and we're always looking for something new to try uh, for different family members each summer. We get a list of things, okay, well this place is new, let's give this a shot, Or this one is new, I've heard good things about this. And so I really already had uh, been there, done that type of list. And uh, this book is published by Reedy Press out of Mm -hmm. South St. Louis, and they approached me, and they have a series of books called 100 Things to Do, and it's all around the country, all different cities. And given my uh, love for the Lake of the Ozarks area and experience down there, they asked would I be interested in doing this book, and I said, of course, and um, never looked back.
0: So, you have, as they say, an up-close and personal kind of a a take on things here at the Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, Like everyone else that that owns a home, especially someone who owns a home on the water, uh, you probably have made some fast friends along the way, haven't you?
5: There have been any number of people uh, (laughs) that friends that have encountered. It's just... uh, it's so interesting. There's so many people from so many different places. Particularly Iowa, um, oh, yeah. uh, we have encountered a lot of, a lot of people from Iowa that come to the lake, and we're told that it's it's uh, just the recreation lake of choice for people there, and it's worth the drive for them to come that far.
0: Well, I, I will tell you that you know this this works as 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 a uh, kind of a double edged sword in a positive uh, light for the Lake of the Ozarks because so often when something happens here and it's picked up by the media in Kansas City or it's picked up by the media in St. Louis, They do the worst possible job of reporting it because I remember when E. coli was a big issue and you had uh, uh, groups like the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and the Kansas City Star making it sound as though that there was E. coli in the entire lake and the lake was not uh, a place that people should be going. And so you, when you are living in St. Louis, can act as somewhat of an advocate or a vehicle to, to let people know, hey, no, that's not at all how it is at the Lake of the Ozarks. How do I know? Well, my family has a house down there, so we obviously have a general interest in what's going on. And and you can spread the positivity and the good news about the Lake of the Ozarks. So... You sit down and you come up with a book, 100 Things to Do at the Lake of the Ozarks Before You Die. Uh, did you have to maybe omit some things that you wanted to uh, include? I mean, you think of a uh, 100 things, and that seems like a lot, but I would imagine when it, you get right down to it, uh, there are a lot more than 100, and it was maybe a, a tough decision uh, as as you were working your way through this book?
5: Absolutely, yes. Um, I started, I just sat down and did what I call a brain dump, and I just started, I write longhand, and I just started making a list of different places and different categories, you know, whether it would be shopping or recreation or outdoors or uh, food and beverage, that kind of thing, entertainment, and just to see what I came up with. And it didn't take long to come up with 100 things. Plus, Hundred more things, and so yes, it was a matter of going through and editing. Okay, well, which do I like better, this or this? Right. And um, I, I tell people, I, I th- there was a a, a series, a Netflix series that was on, called Ozarks. I think it was a few years ago, but uh, so many people <laughs> that saw that that had never been to the Lake of the Ozarks, people that I knew from my home state of Tennessee. They saw this and they're like, is that, is that what that's really like down there? I'm like, absolutely not. And it wasn't even filmed there. So, um, it's like you say, it's, it's educating people. And, uh, my first visit to Lake of the Ozarks was in the 1970s and it was not a good experience. I stayed in a little place called Digger Odell's Mm. and it was, Uh, Near Camdenton, it was one of those little um, mom-and-pop places that had little tiny cabins that had been built right after World War II. And uh, it rained the whole weekend, so everything we did, um, we had a lot of outside things planned. It rained. Um, We did see Bridal Cave, which was good. Um, a really beautiful place. and uh, But we did manage to dance and, and to ride go-karts in the rain. And so that was my first exposure. But then once I got this family and this house, and we started seeing there's so much more to it. And just the, the beautiful, the out-of-doors. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my favorite things to do is to just uh, paddle around in a cove and just go along the shoreline and and see what kind of things I can spot. I've seen turtles and deer and all kinds of creatures, and it's just so quiet and peaceful. But if you are looking for the loud crowd and you like to be the center of attention and you're a party animal, you can find plenty of that at the lake also.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned Bridal Cave. Well, I don't know if you met him when you were down here or not. He was probably working there at the time. But Steve Thompson, who has been with Bridal Cave, his family, has been involved with Bridal Cave for years and years and years. They're having a retirement party for him tonight over at Margaritaville. And, uh, you, you know, it's interesting that you bring up Bridal Cave because when I moved to the lake... And, 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 and I was, I came here to primarily do radio and I went over to bridal cave. And one of the neat things about it, Valerie, is the fact that it is so well run and so well put together and, you know, they have all of the uh, staff dressed up in in kind of a uniform that you would see maybe, uh, at at any particular place where there's uh, caves and it's such a well run organization. And I was so very impressed by it. And I will tell you that. To this day, I still speak very highly of the great uh, things that they do because their staff is is, is so well trained. You go in if you uh, you know tour the cave and they've you know extended the cave. I don't know uh, how long it's been since you've been in there, but um, one of the neat things about it is that the staff is so well trained. And then after. Uh, you go through the cave and and let's say you're leaving, and you're you, you go up and you ask someone where you know where can we go to eat that 's close by or we want this or we want that? Can you help us find something They will either know off the top of their heads exactly what it is you 're looking for and be able to tell you and get you right to the door of this place that you 're looking for. Or they will make phone calls and, and get everything put into place so that when you leave, you can go and go to that restaurant or go to that shop or see some more of the great attractions at the lake. And that that place is just so well run, and it, it always has been, and I've had a lot of interaction with them over the years. But what a what a neat place to go and what a neat place to visit as far as Bridal Cave, and I'm sure that's probably on your list of 100 things to do.
5: Absolutely. In fact, we are having um, a presentation and a signing there on Friday, June 16th, and um, so we're very much looking forward to that. Like you said, the enthusiasm and the willingness to just, uh, they love what they do, and they're very enthusiastic about it, and so it's been a pleasure to deal with them in setting up this event.
0: Interestingly enough, when you had to sit down and you had to go through all of the places that you came up with and you had to, you know, specifically stick to 100 different locations or 100 different uh, uh, things to do here, that had to be something that factored into your decision. How well run is this particular facility? Uh, you know, how is the staff? Let's say, for example, let's just use a, a restaurant as as a as an example here. You know, did they have good service? Did they have good food? Were they courteous? Did they appreciate your business? Because I know sometimes you go into different places, and I'm not, not, not mentioning anyone in, in particular here at the Lake of the Ozarks, but you go in and they almost... Expect you to, you know, bend over backwards to, uh, to, to come in and try their food, and this is great, and that's great. And it turns out uh, something that maybe you had thought about uh, and you thought it was going to be a great experience, uh, well, it, it, it left you uh, maybe wanting more uh, when you left. And certainly with the, uh, the price you pay for certain things these days, a lot of people want to get the most bang for their buck.
5: Absolutely. Yes, you're absolutely right. And I only encountered uh, one situation, which uh, I will not name, Yeah, the restaurant. And they said, we want nothing to do with you or your book. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Uh All right. I respect your wishes then. um, Okay. And I don't have to take my business to that place or my family's business to that place.
0: There you (laughs) go. And and that's so So, very true.
5: Everybody everybody has been just really... uh, warm and receptive to the idea. And, um, what we're doing is basically being cheerleaders for the Lake of the Ozarks area. It has so much to offer. It's more than just a cheesy tourist place. And, um, many people that I know until they've visited there, they maybe have that opinion and it's like, wow, it's so much more. Right. And that's true. And that's what we're trying to promote in this book.
0: And I know there's there's groups here and a young lady that I've had the opportunity to work with in the past who has tried to do things to expose visitors to the Lake of the Ozarks and show... Them, the places that are kind of off the beaten path. Did you uh, did you have any uh, any experiences like that that you include in your book? Things that because I know when I vacation places, I like to go. Uh, certainly, places to eat that the locals go because the locals are going to be a good gauge of what's good food and what is maybe uh, you know not. Something that they really would uh, <laughs> would frequent after uh, maybe one visit,
5: right? Um, some of the yeah, some of the places like I, I mentioned earlier, they're they um, they attract crowds. They're um, they they have uh, a great bar atmosphere. They have musical entertainment, and if you like crowds and noise and just having a good time and coming along with music, that's great. But then I've also got some other places too that I talked to people down there and, um, they were like, oh, well, but you got to try this place. There was one in particular called the fish house. And, um, my husband was looking at the book recently and he said, I never heard of this place. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's, it's close to Camdenton and, uh, it, uh, if you like fresh seafood, that's that's really I'm told, The place to go. That's mm-hmm. where the locals go to get their own, if they want to cook their
0: own. Well, I would imagine. Again, that's that's one of the nice things about uh, uh, about this book is you had an opportunity to try out a lot of places and uh, to talk to a lot of people, and you know, and 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 then maybe get into the discussion with people about. Uh, especially the people that own the businesses about, you know, what are what what are some of the the things that you try to teach your staff? What are some of the things that you try to feature to get people through the door? Because obviously there are so many different theories and so many different ideas as to what people like if they're if they're going to sit down and have a meal, if they're going to uh, come in and uh, do some shopping. Uh, there, there's so many different philosophies here, so I would imagine that was probably an interesting part of determining what to put in the book. If you know you had you you said you did a list of a hundred, then you did another hundred, and then you had to sit down and and figure out what was going to go in the book. And and, and I think maybe uh, on the other side of the break here this morning we can kind of get into some of the contributing factors. Uh, As to, you know, like I said earlier, there were probably some very tough choices that you had to make. But as far as things go, uh, there was a reason why you chose the 100 different things to do at the lake before you die. And uh, I'm sure that uh, a lot of different factors played into it. and, And maybe some things that obviously I certainly don't know about that were on your mind When you compiled this list, is is there anything in particular, a measuring stick of sorts, I guess if you want to call it that, uh, that you really utilized every time uh, that you put something in this book?
5: Well, I'd say, for example, with the uh, restaurants, there are quite a few restaurants. I picked places that perennially, (laughs) I can't say that word this morning, anyway, that ongoing, They had Hmm. good service Mm -hmm. and friendly atmosphere and uh, just the the employees seem like they enjoy what they do and um, places like Baxter's, um, you know, there was somebody in our party last summer that uh, they have great prime rib and the person said, well, um, I really kind of like it more well done. And the server says, let me go check. I think we have the end piece and I will get that for you. And, and did so. And that kind of thing says a lot. If people are willing to go a little bit extra Mm -hmm. and, um, like Andy's frozen custard too. I'd love to go to that place on a summer night. It's usually very crowded. And, um, this is the one right down by Bagnall Dam or I'm sorry, the, the bridge Mm -hmm. and, um, it uh, it lines up, and I have been in the car and experienced this. It's such a, a happy, positive vibe place, and people seem to enjoy what they're doing inside there. I've seen cars pay it forward; they'll mm. pay for the servings of the people behind them and uh people chat and they sit outside and they talk you don't have to know anybody but you're just you've got a common thing it's summer and you're enjoying a cool treat and you're with family and friends and uh it's worth celebrating little moments in life like that are worth celebrating
0: absolutely absolutely and i gotta say that um I've had an opportunity to see some of the places that you have put in your book, and I would agree with uh, with most of everything that uh, that you've got in there. And certainly, after living here 25-plus uh, years, uh, I've had an opportunity to check out a lot of places. And, uh, you know, there are reasons why people go where they go, and there are reasons why people last, or, or, and, and these businesses last the way they do, because they obviously have something that people want, whether it's food, whether it's uh, the service and, and the food or or what have you. And uh, again, we're going to take a, a quick bottom-of-the-hour break and come back and talk some more with you about some of these things and uh, some more of the locations in the book 100 Things to Do at the Lake of the Ozarks Before You Die. We have a, a quick news break, our final break of the morning. We'll get to Stacy Johnson and LakeExpo.com, Chris Schneider and uh, Lake TV, local news, sports, and we'll come back and talk some more with Valerie Valerie, if you would, uh, maybe take a little time here. I've got about seven minutes. Uh, Get yourself a fresh cup of coffee, and we'll come back and talk some more about your book on the other side. It is The Daily Show on Key
1: Radio. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, April 21st. A man was killed and a woman seriously injured Wednesday in a series of collisions on Highway 5. Authorities say 31-year-old Kyle Washia was pulling out of a private drive onto Highway 5 when the vehicle was hit by a car. After the crash, authorities say Washia exited the vehicle and was standing in the northbound lane of Highway 5 when he and his vehicle were struck by another car. Washia was killed in the crash. Nicole Miller, a passenger in his vehicle had serious injuries. Two people in the first vehicle had moderate injuries. One fire prevention tip you don't hear very often, replace the soil in your flower pots. Ozark Mountain Sanitation of Fairgrove learned about the fire dangers of old potting soil the hard way. When a flower barrel setting in front of their office door started burning, the Fairgrove Fire Department came out, they found the soil had combusted, burning the wooden flower barrel it was in. Potting soil fires are often caused by the soil decomposing and releasing heat. Although potting soil fires are rare, it's a good reminder to throw out last year's dirt and also to never use a flower pot as an ashtray. Lake Ozark Mayor Dennis Newberry says the city is thrilled about two resolutions that could result in the construction of a casino at Lake of the Ozarks. Resolutions to put the question to Missouri voters have been moving through the State House and Senate. If voters approve the constitutional change, a group of local investors say they already have plans to put a casino on the Osage River. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739, 573-378-8739.
2: with your key Radio Lake TV sportscast for this Friday. TGIF, a lot of high school baseball today. In fact, today and tomorrow, in at the Lebanon Woodbat Tournament. This uh, Lakers team, really good this year. Ranked number three in the state in Class 5 right now. Also today and tomorrow, the Versailles-California Turf War Tournament. So, Versailles and California and Eldon and Osage will all be playing in that this weekend weather permitting, of course. College baseball, Mizzou Tigers 23 and 13. They beat MSU on Tuesday. They've got a three game series starting today at home against Alabama. MSU Bears 19 and 16. They have won six of their last eight despite losing to Mizzou Tuesday. They've got a three game series on the road against Belmont starting today. College softball, Mizzou ladies are 26 and 20 after beating Kansas 4 3 Wednesday. They open a three game home series against. Against North Texas today MSU ladies are 24 and 16 they've won 16 of their last 17 they open a series at home against Belmont today Major League Baseball the Cardinals they've struggled so far this season they were off yesterday they open a series in Seattle today the Royals have been terrible so far this season they were off yesterday as well they'll open a series on the road against the Angels today. The Chiefs getting ready for the draft that will start next Thursday. Right now the Chiefs with 10 picks scheduled. They'll probably trade some of those away. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows including Weekend at the Lake. That uh, lets you know what's going on around the lake this weekend. Be sure to check that out on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday.
0: Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree 65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received.
3: I'm Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. Are the creation days of Genesis ordinary days? Genesis consistently specifies an evening and morning and assigns a number to each day. The sense of it is clearly normal days, but it's not just Genesis. Exodus 20.11 says, In six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Some people are quick to bring up 2 Peter 3.8 and that a day to the Lord is like a thousand years. But that's about God's patience, not his confusion about how long a day is. Context is everything. Exodus 20.11 continues God's command to keep the Sabbath, clear reference to one day in a seven-day week. The question is what believers ought to believe. We ought to believe God's word, so it's perplexing when Christians don't get it. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen. Available in Amazon Books.
0: The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash key radio. You're listening to 89.3, The Key.
3: Key Radio, KEYK, keeps you in the know. The Camdenton Area Chamber of Commerce invites you to the 72nd Annual Dogwood Festival taking place April 20th through the 22nd in downtown Camdenton. Festivities include student showcases, food and craft vendors, dinner theater, garage and bake sales, pageants, a carnival, a parade, and so much more. Visit camdentonchamber.com for event details. Join the fun at the Dogwood Festival April 20th through the 22nd.
0: If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 899.3, the key. the key. It is 938, and if you are looking for something to do this weekend, uh, you will be hard-pressed not to find something. Because I do believe that uh, no matter where you go and what you do, there's a little something-something going on all over the place. And uh, we're going to have some calm, almost fall-like weather. Early spring weather is uh, a great way to describe it as well. As I look at the forecast here uh, for today, we'll hit a high of about 68 degrees. Some uh, clouds, some sun, and uh, then a low tonight of around 38. And I've just seen this little bit of information, a freeze watch has been issued, uh, it says here, Sunday from 1 a.m. until 9 a.m., and that is because on Saturday night, we are talking an overnight low of about, uh, how about 33, 34 degrees, depending on where you're at, late Saturday night through Sunday morning. Sub-freezing temperatures as low as 29 degrees, up to 32 degrees, and it does uh, affect a good portion of the Lake of the Ozarks area. So, uh, take steps now to protect tender plants from the cold, to prevent freezing and possible bursting of outdoor water pipes. I can't even believe we're talking about this. Uh, They should be wrapped, drained, or allowed to drip slowly. Uh, Those that have in-ground sprinkler systems should drain them and cover above-ground pipes to protect them from freezing. Now, this is uh, the precautionary or preparedness actions that they're talking about, but I think a large Majority of folks are probably worried about their plants. So you may want to keep that in mind, of course, as uh, we prepare for the weekend. Uh, start doing something uh, now if you haven't already taken the necessary steps to protect your plants. Anyway, we'll hit a high tomorrow of 54, a low 32. They've uh, updated that into partly cloudy sky on Sunday, mostly sunny and 61 clouds and 65 on Monday. And then we'll hit a period next week uh, where it looks to be right around a 50-50 shot each day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, for rain. And, uh, again, the low temperatures aren't going to uh, mess with this and then make it into something like freezing rain or uh, sleet or, or ice or snow or anything like that. Uh, we'll uh, be in the upper 50 to low 60-degree range Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and lows right around the mid to upper 40s. So uh, not a whole lot to worry about there are currently 57 degrees in Osage Beach, on our way to that high today of 68. And uh, I will see you tomorrow out there at the Dogwood Festival. It's going to be a great time, the Dogwood Festival Parade, and a lot of things going on with uh, vendors and carnivals and things like that. And don't forget to stop by and see our friends at Firefly Valley Farms on South Business 5 in Camdenton. They are located right next to Casey's there on South Business 5, uh, right across kind of Caddy corner, if you will from uh, uh, from the, uh, the parking lot where they're going to have a lot of the rides and, and things like that and, and some of the vendors, uh, and stop by for the Eat and Greet. It starts, I believe, Stephanie, at 7 a.m., runs until noon, so you'll have plenty of time to get by there and to talk to a lot of the local folks, the vendors that they have, and they're going to have a variety of uh, different folks on hand, so make sure you stop by and check that out, and I'm excited. As soon as the parade's over, we're going to head down that way and uh, we might even get there a little early tomorrow and uh, and check it out as well I'm not sure it uh, kind of depends on, uh, on on what we've got going on tomorrow morning but I certainly intend on getting by there and uh, I can probably bring you a report and let you know just exactly uh, what it was like uh, for us to uh, stop by to eat and greet at um, Firefly Valley Farms on South Business 5 in Camdenton tomorrow morning from 7 a.m. until right around noon. 942 is our time. We're talking with uh, Valerie Battle Kunzel about her book. It is 100 Things to Do at the Lake of the Ozarks Before You Die. Seems like a pretty fascinating book, Valerie, and... um Again, uh, I'll touch on this. We kind of talked a little bit about it in the first portion of the hour. Uh, the criteria that you used to establish the 100 things, because as you said, you had, uh, what was it, uh, 100, and then you had 100 more, and then you had to sit down and go through and, and and really concentrate on things that you thought would be of interest to the readers when they pick up your book. Um, what you know, what What were some of the criteria as far as uh, the, the, the quality of food, the quality of service? Were there some other things that uh, we don't even realize that you used to kind of gauge uh, who was going to be in the book?
5: Okay. Uh, I am an outdoor person. I love the outdoors and uh, I've, I've looked for places that you can have outdoor experiences. Um, for example, like in the warm weather months, uh, so many of the local areas have uh, farmer's markets on the weekends, and uh, great place if you'd like to do your own cooking sure. and you'd like to get uh, items that are not from grocery chains and buy from the, the Growers Direct, great places to go and shop and uh, just pick up some wonderful, healthy food. Also, um The Lake of the Ozark State Park has sand beaches, two sand beaches, and if you are into building sand castles with the little ones in your family, this is a great place to go. Stick your toes in the sand. Um, They also have a list of birds that have been sighted in the state park, which are many, Mm -hmm. and um, you go and... and Take a camp chair, sit outside, see how many you can check off the list. That's a nice, quiet thing to do. Everything doesn't have to center around the water or boats or uh, noisy restaurants. Um, Also, uh, drive up to Versailles and the um, the Mennonite farm country. Mm. That's really cool, too, and um, just uh, a great way to see what the countryside is out there and to get some great food products that they produce themselves, and um, just things like that. But then there's also places a little bit different experience, like the axe house, where you can go and throw axes. Okay, who knew that was at Lake of the Ozarks, until, you know, you start thinking about it, it's like, well, you know, that's a little bit different experience. Um, The little ones in my extended family, they love the malted monkey last summer that was uh, a place they went three times and um, they like the ropes courses they like being able to burn off some of that energy but there's <laughs> there's all kinds of places to go if, if you you know you like um, um, bourbon tasting 1899 um the uh the little hole in the wall just uh, bar and it's um it's uh, very, uh dark and, uh, reminded me of something in maybe Europe and you can go in, and sample different types of bourbons and, and have a cigar if that's the kind of thing you like to do. Um, if you want to learn how to be better at water sports, you can also take lessons mm-hmm. And um, there's a place called Kirby School of Wake and they are very much, um, uh, into helping you to learn and to grow. Uh, some of us are of an age, we will not try flips on wakeboards anymore, <laughs> but um, others, others, you know, go for it. If your body still lets you do it, go for it. Right. And uh, then there's perennial favorites, like if you don't want to be on the lake, go to Big Surf, the water park there, and um, just uh, go down the slides, go down that, that big funnel situation that drops you out in the water on your head, I will say from experience I know that. So um anyway there's the space just, bowl. there's all <laughs> kinds of what's
0: that? They call it the Space Bowl, I believe.
5: That's it, yes. I couldn't think of the name of it. Yes, that's what it is. Um you know, and then there's there's things that are not promoted so much, like cliff jumping. Close to where our house is, there is wonderful set of cliffs and they're like tiered cliffs and for years we have gone and watched some of us participate some of us do not and it's just interesting to see um, things to keep in mind if you are going to cliff jump always wear a flotation device and keep your legs together when you hit the water so there's just all kinds of things that uh, you know you can think about Uh, also there is um, the lake area has a community orchestra in the warm weather months, and if you were somebody who played in high school and, and you know, you haven't picked up the instrument in a while, that's okay. Yeah. Um, they'll work yeah. with you, and, um, you know, sometimes they give concerts at places like Ha Ha Tonka in the summer and outdoor concerts. So, it's, it's just really um, depends on what kinds of things you like to do, and I tried to come up across as many different things as possible, also stargazing. Um, you can go to the Lake of the, Arcs, Lake of the Ozark State Park that is called a um, official Missouri dark sky destination where you can go and not have so much interference from lights mm-hmm. and you can really see lots of constellations and just... Um, just blankets of stars above you. Get a get a blanket out, get a camp chair, and just throw your head back and take a look. Just enjoy.
0: That is so very true. It is one of the places. Now, I, see, I grew up in uh, up in uh, North County in St. Louis, and I will tell you that I was always fascinated by the stars. But living in the city, sometimes it is uh, difficult to see them. And down here. Uh, I can go out on my back deck in the evening, turn off the lights uh, that are around uh, the house there that, that shine onto the deck, and really just enjoy seeing some, some things that you may not normally see in the city. You talk about the stars and the constellations. You can see the International Space Station at times when it comes over. You can see satellites. You can see all kinds of things. When we have meteor showers, uh, this is one of the best places to enjoy them. And and certainly, you, you talk about dark sky country, there's plenty of it. And you get a place where you can uh, maybe throw a, a mattress in the bed of your truck and just lay there and look up at the sky during a meteor shower. It is just incredible, all the things that you can see. What I'm interested to know is if you had any insiders here at the Lake of the Ozarks that kind of helped you go around and determine what uh, what things to put in your book, if you had any uh, any any local folks down here that you relied upon for information.
5: Uh, yes, I did. And um, so I, I talked to a number of different people. Um, some live down there. Some are, I guess you'd say, they live down there half the year mm-hmm. and half the year in some place else. And so I just wanted to see what kinds of things they – looked for as the kinds of things they wanted to, um, to, to, to um, focus on. Right. And, um, one of the places is actually where we're going to have our book launch. uh it's called Boardwalk on 54. It's in Camdenton on the mm-hmm. square and it's kind of like a step back time. It has different shops and places. There's even a place where you can sit grab a coffee, read a book, and you feel sort of like a, an old-timey small-town shopping experience. And uh, so it's um, places like that, and uh, some of the libraries down there um, talk to people. I talk to, um, oh, there's a local photographer down there, and she does lots of weddings and uh, lots of family gatherings yeah, That, I guess, is a really popular thing to do now is when you have a family gathering at a beach or a resort or mm-hmm. somewhere where you get everybody together and you take a picture and uh, have the memory to hold on to. Um, it, you know, she gave the insights into a Swinging Bridge and some of the things to do over in Warsaw. A lot of times people forget that uh, the Lake of the Ozarks does span over 90 miles, and it's not just Osage Beach. It's not just Lake Ozark. It's not just Camdenton. Um, it does spread over four counties, uh, Benton, Camdenton, Miller, and uh, Morgan, and so there's a lot of other things to see, too. If you want to get in the car and take a day trip, go to Warsaw, go to Truman Dam, go go see that part of the lake. Right. Um, it, it's all really fascinating, yeah.
0: You must have talked to Lindsay.
5: No, I actually had...
0: <laughs> I thought that's, that's the, f- the photographer you were talking about. No. Oh, no. Somebody else. Well, I know that there are a lot of photographers down here, and so many of them do such incredible work. And it is, uh, it's nice to see. Uh, I've got a friend that uh, he does a lot of uh, photography for uh, the local high school sports teams. You'll see him at the various games and things like that. But then he gets out, and he goes around to some of the state parks and gets some amazing shots. I think one of the neat things about living here at the Lake of the Ozarks is something we experience around the beginning of every year, and that's eagle days when you can come down here and they bring various birds in from the bird sanctuaries. But the the primary focus is on the bald eagle, which has made uh, uh, an incredible comeback here in the last uh, 10, 15, 20 years uh, after being, I, I guess, near extinction almost, if you want to call it that. But... We have Eagle Days down here uh, that's put on. And uh, the amount of people that come out for the event to, to learn and see these birds and to see all of the other birds that they bring in as well. Uh, and it's so fascinating because you've got eagles, bald eagles, nesting in the trees here at the Lake of the Ozarks. Also, of course, fishing is huge here in uh, the sense that people like to come down and, and fish uh, you know, with their family, take the boat out, do a little fishing. But the amazing amount of fishing tournaments, to the degree I couldn't even tell you how many fishing tournaments that we have here uh, during any given year. Of course, the Big Bass Bash, which was uh, something that recently happened down here, uh, where you can get a a whole lot of money if you get lucky and uh, you happen to catch the right fish. So uh, you you mentioned being an outdoors type of person uh, and and hiking around and, and, and looking around. Were there any places kind of off the beaten path? that you found interesting that people might want to visit when they come down here?
5: Well, I don't know that you would describe it as off the beaten path, but I think Haha Tonka is just fabulous. It's, Mm. um, you can hike. uh, It has a little bit of strenuous. Um, and then to get up at the ruins and look down at the water, it's, um, it's just amazing. And, um, and like you mentioned the eagles i have been out of just walking around near some of the coves near some of the uh just the shoreline and i've looked up and i've seen eagles and um some of them are less mature i think it's what over three years old they get their white head feathers uh-huh. and uh, some of them i have seen are are those and they're just majestic so there's you just open your eyes and you have to look around, but there's all kinds of things to see and observe at Lake of the Ozarks.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, if you go out to Haha Tonka for any amount of time, you've obviously been up and down the, uh, the steps that they have there. And uh, a lot of people that live here utilize those steps, not just for going out and enjoying the view, uh, but for exercise purposes as well. There's a lot of people that I know, Valerie, yeah. that go out and uh, enjoy climbing the steps. And uh, you know, making a making a day or or or, or making a, kind of a workout process out of that, where you know you start out slow and you kind of build up, and and by the time maybe that you've uh, kind of gotten to that point where you feel confident, you can you can go up and down the steps with without a whole lot of problems, and it's uh, very good for the uh, the body, I guess, in most cases. But uh, it, it is that opportunity for you to kind of get away from things and enjoy nature, and it's it, it in in my humble opinion it's very therapeutic
5: absolutely absolutely and we haven't even talked about golf, no. um, golf yeah lake of the ozarks has become a golf destination i've mm-hmm. been told um, because of some of the world-class public courses that are down there and available designed by some of the uh, major pros mm-hmm. but If you have small ones and they like to golf too, there's also lots of miniature golf places you can go and um, (laughs) practice your putts, so to speak.
0: Yes, that is very true. Go practice your putts. Um, I would say that there are a lot. That's a, a line from uh, from MASH. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, with Frank Burns, and that was something that uh, I know he said yeah. to one time, go yeah. practice your putts. Anyway, but th- th- yeah. the whole fact of the matter is, is we have so many wonderful golf courses down here, great places for people to go, all different skill levels as far as golf is concerned. Um, I used to say that my Best the best part of my golf game, Valerie was uh, driving the cart and drinking the beer because that's about all I'm really good at when it comes to golf. So <laughs> there you go. We've got uh, we've got a couple of minutes left, and I don't know are there are are there some some things in the book that you really kind of wanted to focus on in terms of telling people uh, where they might want to go to uh, to enjoy some fun and games here at the lake.
5: Um. Uh, one of our perennial favorites is uh, Dog Days, mm-hmm. and it's started in 1993. as just a little lakeside restaurant. It is now huge. It's it's a an entertainment venue. It's got multiple tiers. It's got two swimming pools, and um, it's fun to just grab a table on one of the decks, and you can see the cars go over the Grand Glaze Bridge. You mm-hmm. can watch the boats coming and going, and uh, you know it's it is noisy. there are lots of people, so if that's the thing you like, then this is the place, and these are your people. this is the place to go. Yeah. But we like we like that place a lot just because you can sit outside and just uh, observe people fun to watch
0: people. Certainly is fun to watch. And and that's one of the other great things about uh, the Lake of the Ozarks, being a tourist destination. It is a great place for people watching, no doubt about it. If you like to just kind of kick back and, and uh, take in your surroundings and see what's going on, well this is a fun place to do all of that. Uh, before I let you go, obviously I want to let folks know where they can uh, check out the book, where they can find it if they're interested in picking up a copy of it. Uh, what are, as they say, some of the usual suspects
5: okay um, the book is available at boardwalk on 54 like i mentioned in Camdenton. it's also available at bridal cave it's available at stonecrest book and toy and it's available at harmy's cheese shop one of my favorites i mean where else can you find uh, a shop that has the stick mouse on the roof peeking over at you there you go so um <laughs> It's fun, and uh, it's also available through the publisher, books at ReedyPress.com.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, listen, I appreciate uh, you spending some time with us talking about the book, and we'll see you down here, I guess, in the month of June for a book signing out at Bridal Cave.
5: I'll be there before then. You guarantee it. So, thank Okay. You. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Thank you for your time. I'm Marlena Hatmaker and JR with me on Monday. Thanks for listening.